Oh, the Netflix sound is back. Happy 2024. And I could just not, I don't even know, I don't even know what to do with this movie. 2023's Rebel Moon, only on Netflix with some limited release, but whatever. It's a freaking Netflix original. Uh, by Zack Snyder, the one, the only. Don't know sure how you feel about him. I'm not sure how I feel about him. Rebel Moon. Runtime 134 minutes, which to me it felt like it was double the time. It has a budget of 166 million. But, 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 it shared with its sequel, The Scar Giver. This f- movie, or Zack Snyder, has the audacity to call this Rebel Moon Part 1 The Child of Fire. I am not sure what the hell that even means to this. I, honestly, I, it's it's beyond my understanding. This movie's got four producers starring Sophia Butella. Man, I am sorry. I'm just going to butcher some names today because I am not good at this. Dejamon Hansu, Ed Skirin, Skirin, Michael Husman, Adunabe, Ray Fisher, Charlie Hunnam, and Anthony Hopkins only lending his voice for the second time in his career that I'm aware of to a robot. This was released December 15th, 2023. Well, no, wait. It says United States, but Netflix 22. So December 22, it was on Netflix to watch. So that's where you have that. So Rebel Moon Part Uno. I mean, here's the thing. You either know Zack Snyder or you don't. So if you don't, here's a little bit of his filmography and it's probably a good idea for me to go through this to 300 i liked it at the time uh i don't think i care for that movie much anymore watchmen i still think holds strong i honestly i think that's probably his number one to me uh legends of the guardians the owls of gahul is an animated i did not see sucker punch interesting idea poor delivery man of steel probably my number two for him as much as i you know dc is not my jam superman isn't either but henry cavill pulled it off that movie isn't bad and then you get into this sloptastic stuff that really starts defining and dividing people who love him or hate him with uh 2016 superman batman v superman dawn of justice uh let's see here justice league I mean, God, we got a guy who's got, like, release the Snyder Cut thing going on the internet, you know. So that came out, Justice League was 17, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League came out in 21. Army of the Dead, which is a Netflix original zombie movie, that one I'm going to have to rewatch and and cover because, boy, I thought that was dumb as donkey balls. But, like I said, I'm going to have to go back and figure out what's up with that movie. And then Rebel Moon Part 1, a child of fire and then upcoming he's got four let's see what we got here the fountainhead planet of the dead army of the dead lost vegas rebel moon part two the scar giver two of those are due out this year of 2024 oh lost vegas is a tv series that's in post-production and then the scar giver so i don't know if planet of the dead is a sequel to army of the dead i don't know but that's that's dear Zack Snyder on this. So again, let's work through kind of what we're what we're working with. He also co-wrote it with two other gentlemen. One of them is Kurt Johnstead, 
And, man, I don't know. I guess they worked together before. 300, Act of Valor, 300, Rise of Empire, Atomic Blonde, Rebel Moon. And, I, gosh, some of these, I mean, are based off a, of a different property. I'm pretty sure 300, and at least Atomic Blonde off of a graphic novel. Um, Kind of didn't care for those. Shay Hatton is the other writer, and this is where it gets... I start wondering about people. So his, let's see here. He's got 12 writing credits. Four of them are done. Let's see. Starting out with John Wick, Chapter 3. I'm just a John Wick fan. I don't know if it cares who the writer is on that one. But, you know. And then, uh, boy, Army of the Dead. Okay, so we're back. We're with Zack Snyder. We're starting to do things. I know what you did last summer TV series. One episode. Oh, boy. Army of Thieves, which is the prequel to Army of Dead. Day Shift, which was on Netflix about vampires, was... Uh, that's all. I'm just going to say... Eh. John Wick Chapter 4, Rebel Moon. His upcoming stuff. Uh, Planet of the Dead, Army of the Dead, Rebel Moon Part 2, Ballerina. Is this what I... Ballerina is the spinoff of John Wick, so... He's in the John Wick and Snyderverse, and I guess we'll see how he can, I mean, get out of it if he wants to. One of those franchises is probably okay to hit your career to. I don't know if I would hitch it to Zack Snyder necessarily. Uh, this movie's got a decent cast. I mean, for what it is, it's not... I mean, you got Carrie Elways is playing the king. But this... Let's see here. The plot of this movie... When a peaceful sediment on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, Cora, played by Sophia Butella, a mysterious stranger living among the villagers, becomes their best hope for survival. Tasked with finding trained fighters who will unite with her and making an impossible stand against the mother world, Cora assembles a small band of warriors, outsiders, insurgents, peasants, and orphans of war from different worlds who share a common need for redemption and revenge. As a shadow of an entire realm bears down on the unlikeliest of moons, a battle over the fate of a galaxy is waged, and in the process, a new army of heroes is formed. Okay, so right off the bat, this is circulating as rumor. I guess I haven't gone through to see if Zack Snyder actually quoted this somewhere. He floated this idea out as a Star Wars movie. I'm not sure in what context uh how much he had pieced together as being a star wars standalone i'm i'm gonna say standalone movie i don't know because if i if this was the done script that was turned in to as a star wars movie and again you can swap out any mother world for empire uh these these troopers as stormtroopers i I could see how, like, oh, okay, well, if it's not going to be Star Wars, I can just take this out, this out, like, anything that's directly Star Wars. Well, I take that back. Most things directly directly related to Star Wars out and replace it, and then I have my own thing. But again, Netflix was like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Here's some money. Make your Star Wars. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, it gets to be interesting. I I understand what he's trying to do in a sense but i feel like this movie is very much cobbled together from if you were to cut and paste scenes or ideas from other movies and just put it in some kind of like 
chronological or movie order that makes sense, you would have this movie. My wife, who is not a film buff, uh, just kind of watches whatever. She she doesn't really go into sci-fi or superhero much anymore, but she's passively watching this movie and every once in a while goes, oh, isn't that like a Star Wars thing? And she's the, the cantina scene and Star Wars. Like she knows enough about Star Wars. I think anybody has to know there's a famous cantina scene and the scene in Rebel Moon is just a mirror image of that. Oh, hey, uh, isn't that guy bowing in front of this giant flying, like, weird creature? Wasn't that in Harry Potter? And I, I'm not a Potterhead. I, I don't know. But it did. The creature design itself reminded me of Harry Potter. And if she's pa- act, you know, passively watching this movie and going, like, isn't that from that movie? Isn't that from a different... Like, I feel like you're missing the point of making a movie. Like, you can't just copy and paste and make, well, this is my vision of Star Wars. No, this is your, like... You know what? Honestly, at many times during this movie, I just thought to myself, the porn parody is going to kick in, right? Like, there's going to be some music and everybody's just going to get naked, right? This is what's going to happen. Because despite the budget of this, sometimes, honestly, I'm like, okay, this this is shot in, like, it's just a studio. There may or may not be green screen. You're just all going to get naked now, right? This is what's going to happen. This is what we're doing. Like, we're so close. We're almost to parody level to where it would not be surprising if all of a sudden that did happen. And that's sad. That's not what the intention was. But, boy, when you're when you're so close to copying another work, how could you not be like, oh, man, that's too close to you know, whatever porn parody of whatever movie, you you know, shaving, shaving Ryan's private, stupid, stupid shit like that. You know, it's like, you gotta, you, you gotta mix it up enough. Like, I don't want another Star Wars. Bottom line, Star Wars is already in the shitter, depending on who you talk to and how they feel about that franchise. So why do you go and say, well, this is my... Star Wars. No, just make like a space movie, but I I guess my issue with this movie is it's another I gotta gather the band together before we can play. And I don't know you know what I don't I, I do know. I don't want that. I don't need that. Because we have this mysterious girl that I'm pretty sure by the end of this movie is revealed to be the daughter of the big bad, but this plot summary I'm looking at doesn't say that, but I'm pretty sure it did. And speaking of the end, again, my wife passively watching goes, isn't that from Matrix? And I'm like, holy shit. It kind of is. Yeah, like there's really, of course the bad guy's not dead. Of course he's got to talk to the big bad. And then like we're setting up the sequel because we already know there's a sequel to this. Like it's not just its own its own movie, and it's just, yeah, like, just re- looking over the plot real quick, like, seriously, like, some of these names, like, the Blood Axe brother, sister, who are, again, they're rebels fighting against the mother world slash empire, Korra, Gunner, uh, we are introduced to this robot who, I guess, has sentience and decides not to fight and runs off, and it ends it kind of ends on the robot like in a field and 
it's got like it found horns like it's again it's weird like it's a such a hodgepodge of random a knife stuff to where like I can't be like oh this is so new and original and gripping that I'm invested and honestly like it was like I just got to finish this I'm to a point now where like I got to see how this ends I've got like morbid curiosity on my part but again like it doesn't I don't know. And this is where this is where the debate will always come down is Zack Snyder. Should he be doing movies? And the, I think the question will always be, yeah, because he's had some good hits and even good directors will have flops. But sometimes I wonder, like, is this guy just so far up his own ass? Because if we go back and look at Justice League, that whole thing was, well, the studio may be cut. I couldn't do my vision, blah, 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 blah. And then we get what we get, and then he puts out his version, and it's like, oh, well, not much is there that's, I mean, what did you, what, what is extra that's needed for this, but whatever. And sometimes I wonder if, like, he is just his biggest tripping block to making a decent movie of, you know, sometimes someone's got to be like, dude, that idea is okay, but we got to retool it. We got to rework it. We can't, we're too close to this, like, you say Star Wars, we're getting really close to being like that. We gotta stop. So let's let's don't. So just just because let's go through some of these characters. So Korra is a former Imperium soldier who lives on this moon, who's a farmer, blah, 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 blah. We've got Titus, a formal general that she goes and finds. Uh another guy named Atticus Noble is a high-ranking admiral who's after them. Gunner is a is a Farmer, oh, a ne- nemesis is a cyborg swordmaster. I don't know why you call him nemesis. That again, like I don't. The names of these people sometimes doesn't make sense. Blood Axe, Kaya, uh, is the mercenary that's played by Charlie Hunnan, which I he is someone I have enjoyed in movies like The Gentleman. Uh, Jimmy is the name of the robot. Like for fuck's sake, man, Jimmy. That's what you call your robot who is. Made to kill and go to war is Jimmy. But okay, Devra, Den, Hagen, like King and Queen. Like some of, again, these names is just like, it's so weird. Like it's, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like at least with Star Wars, like the names were outlandish sometimes, but I don't know. I guess I have a bad ill will towards this movie because it's this not anything special and i don't know what what do you do because they already greenlit him to do a sequel i'm assuming this is a just a two-part movie i don't know how this is in a trilogy i don't i'll never understand how that didn't happen but he's still working within his zombie world that he created which we have to rewatch that i did like the heist one that's before that which is weird that you are able to make a heist movie based off one of your character's from a zombie movie, but that prequel movie is all about how he's a good uh, safe cracker with no zombies. Like that to me is mind blowing that you can have a sequel to a zombie movie and that sequel has nothing to do with zombies. They're just like Miley in the background. That in itself is crazy. But anyways, we're talking about Rebel Moon. I, from a rewrite standpoint, I think this whole thing is just suffering from someone's vision of I want to have cool things on the screen and kind of have it make sense and I'm going to really pay 
homaged or I'm going to ate from all these different properties. But like I said before, it really feels like a, there's a formula that he wanted to do and he cut and pasted from different movies of different genres to do that. And at some points you can tell, cause it's all of a sudden like we're in a farmland, which you know, star Wars, same thing, like we're on a moon or a planet and we're f- farmers. This is how this movie starts. And then like, we go and there's a space dock and there's a cantina and there's a da 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 and it's like okay but and that's why I'm saying like I've got nothing to rewrite against this because I don't think this movie should exist. I think if he wanted to do something completely different, he should have stayed away stayed away. Oh my god. Stay away from something like Star Wars or just not even say that because I mean Tarantino pays homage and does stuff from older movies. Well, super old now. And yeah, Star Wars came out in the 70s, so you say, like, yeah, you, of course you can ape. And of course it has been paid in homage for a long time now. But nobody's outright made like almost a parody movie of that movie. So again, like it's just not... I don't think it's a great movie. Can he tell a story through you know, uh, through visuals. Yes. His movies sometimes can look good and like they can look color wise great and they can just look nice, but there's something with the writing and some of the other stuff that I don't know if he's asking a lot from his actors to do certain things. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he's one of those directors, like he pushes some things where it's out of the norm and people re- like don't like it. But other times it's like, yeah, but that's just because it's straight up not good, man. And that's that's the true issue. So I think that I'm going to say all that. I think I'm going to we'll just bust out some some reviews and comment on those. Okay, so I just found some. I just looked at how long they are. It's the first time reading them. So 10 out of 10, entitled, At Star Wars Meets Dune. Hmm. <laughs> I finally got the chance to watch Rebel Moon, and I gotta say, it was incredibly cinematic and pretty action-packed when it comes to Zack Snyder, who made Dawn of the Dead, 300, Man of Steel, BVS, Dawn of Justice, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Army of the Dead. God, I'm so glad you gave me, like, his filmography. Jeez. I pretty much enjoyed this movie because of Zack Snyder, who knows how to make movies so cinematic in the most possible way for his for his filmmaking industries. All right. Sophia Botella was great and so brilliant as she played the most badass character known as Cora. I also loved her in The Mummy 2017, which I heard was a real stinker of a movie, but whatever. She was also in Star Trek Beyond and Kingsman. She Her filmography is actually pretty good, too. The casting... Oh, my God. The cast and crew did a really good job with their roles. And the acting was pretty good. And the story was not that bad when it comes to storytelling from your very own making. Except, okay. For me, it was totally cinematic. And I say this is worth a movie to watch 100%. And it's also Zack Snyder's movie of the year in 2023. Sure, that was... I. They just like Zack Snyder, so there we go. This one's entitled, Ignore the Star Wars Fanboys. But sh- but should you? That's the real question. But should you? This was a very enjoyable movie that was clearly paying homage to Star Wars. Damn right. Just ripping it off. 
The problem therein is that you can't please a certain variety of beardy bridge inhabiting <laughs> curmudgeon. Oh my god. Taking pot shots at people, that's always a good thing in a review. Obviously, Star Wars and Seven Samurai are the point of reference for this movie. Part 1 was thread very close to both in terms of the plot devices and use. I could understand if someone thought it was lazy because the elements are very pure and in many ways overdone at this point. For example, you might ask if we need another Seven Samurai tribute film, IMO. Sure, as long as it's good. Okay. As many examples have shown to me over the years, reviews can snowball, and I think that's what happened here. Glad I saw the movie for the reviews because I found the first entry to be great. I feel like this person really didn't write a review and just basically called some people names and ran away, but sure. 10 out of 10, entitled Delivers Again. Zack Snyder delivers again. Love or hate the man, but he knows entertainment. God, you know... I guess, I guess he does no entertainment. It's a mixture of movies and genres, drama, war, sci-fi, Dune, Star Wars, Seven Samurai, monuments, monuments, man. Interesting. But it's beautiful, epic in scope, action-packed. Ed steals the screen in his scenes. Charlie Hunnam gives a performance I didn't see coming. Sophia is beautiful as always. Don't take my word for it. Watch it. Suspend your hatred for Snyder and just watch it. I wasn't let down. The action is epic in scope. Story is great. Effects are absolutely top tier. Part 2 comes out next year. It'll be up there for Dune. It'll be up there with Dune in later years. It's impossible to describe. Just watch it. Don't have to be a Snyder fan or anything. Trust me. Again, like, even in that review, like, it brought in, like, all these other things, which I know movies do, but, God, they're just so... Okay. I mean... They apparently these first three are just straight up Snyder fans and or at least that last one seemed to be, but maybe maybe not. Five out of ten. Just meh. Cuffs for trying. Like some others have said, it's got all the pieces, but it's disjointed on so many levels. It's hard to put a finger on it. That is yep, that's right. Story could be something to build on, but it's executed in such a hollow way the characters seem overly ridiculously evil or naive. Yep. Fight scenes are annoying. My sh- my shot from first to slow motion, not in a good way. Uh, that the sentence doesn't make sense. But I do believe that was one of my critiques in whatever Snyder movie we reviewed. And that was my issue with this movie too, is his use of slow-mo... Seems so random that I remember making the comment during the movie, like, I swear he's just doing this to pad the runtime. Because there is a scene where there is just our main character is just shooting and for slow mo reasons she like it it just shows her jumping over something and taking cover as shots are fired. But you know what I mean? Like it's not showing us any like at least in Superman and Flash, it makes sense because those characters are moving fast to have a slow-mo scene. This I don't understand, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's one of those, like, I think someone's gotta be like, dude, you gotta you gotta be very selective in your slow-mo and not just have it for the sake of slow-mo, but whatever. Uh let's see, they continue. They have good actors. I'm not sure why everyone seems so wooded in their dialect. Okay. Did I mean mention scenes go to slow-mo for no particular reason, then go back to normal speed. I'm curious if it's a funding issue. 
It almost seemed the script was loosely boarded and everyone improvised. That's a fair point, too. Did Was it all improvised? This song was titled Mediocre. The acting isn't bad. The production quality is pretty good. The story feels old, tired, and way too long. If Zack Snyder wanted to do a sci-fi like this, he should have tried to get with an established franchise. Game Workshop's Warhammer 40k has a load of great stories that this could have been tweaked to fit. Speaking of that, like Henry Cavill's getting into 40k movies, I think. If they had then, it wouldn't have been so boring. There's action, but it's dull. There's reason there's reason to cafe about the what there's reason to cafe about the characters but they still don't <laughs> pretty sure it's supposed to say care about the characters but we're, he typed cafe so okay it's just not a good movie and the fact that there's going to be a part two is just absurd agreed part one is a waste of time i doubt i would bother with part two i am just because of morbid morbid curiosity uh last five out of ten entitled world that collapsed just before it began rebel moon felt like a promising new world as it began but in the end it just felt like a weak ensemble attempt that has a ripoff of different existing characters and movies ding 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 sophia butella is more like the backbone of this saga a strong performance despite all the wares and tears the movie have good visuals and cinematography are another fact are another factors that makes the whole film watchable if anything your eyes are happy most of the time still this movie goes nowhere despite a promising start it just turns into it just turns into intro of some characters from here and their worlds moreover characters are wasted in the name of plot twists to provide a forced climax meh that climax is basically the cringe twist in every universe in the end, Zack Snyder's attempt creates a visual, a visually massive new world that falls very short with promise in its rip-off characters. I mean, the five the five stars are getting close to what I was I was feeling about this movie. Here we go. The one out of tens, the people that are really, 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 really gonna take a dump on this movie. Entitled Empty Story, Visually Good, Nothing Else. This has got to be the most disappointing release since sw sequels star wars there is nothing here remotely able to be called what star wars should have been quote unquote everything is empty from the dialogue to the story progression the only thing tying the story together is plot exposition and visual effects even then the action sequences are not good especially by the end of the movie empty cliche and more than a little frown and more than a little borrowed from Seven Samurai and Akira. Unfortunately, Snyder lost something when producing this because the writing is terrible and the exposition made me want to just walk out of my home. <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't walk out of this fucking theater. I'm just going to have to walk out of my house and be just disappointed and mad from outside my house. This one's entitled None of This Makes Any Sense. So... You take Seven Samurai slash Magnificent Seven and put it in space. Then you steal elements from Dune, Warhammer 40k, Harry Potter, and Star Wars and mix them up in one big incoherent pile of dung. On top of that, they throw in some slow motion scenes that are annoying as can be when you just want a good battle scene. Characters that don't actually say more than three sentences and a backstory that isn't ev ever really explained. 
Last, make it PG-13 and tell everyone there's a director's cut that's better. <laughs> yeah, boy, that is ballsy. What do you get? This boring two-hour-long mess called Rebel Moon. This movie is bad. It was so hard to even get through this movie. They should have went ahead and released part two because there's no way I'm going to want to watch it in months from now. 100% agree. They just mix bag, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and poof, we've got a wholly original movie. Whatever. All right, last one. Who let Snyder cook? <laughs> no spoilers. I don't even know where to begin, as my evening has been far from great. I jumped into the movie with no expectations, no background, just enjoyed seeing the trailer some time ago. First few scenes are decent, and then it all comes out. The awful, awful and tasteless slow motion on almost every action scene is the signature of Snyder, and this movie stinks for it. I'm not sure who wrote the dialogue. Dude, you could look that up. <laughs> and screenplay, but it was definitely not human. Chat GBT or whatever it was deserves whatever little praise it would get for it. Who lets this Snyder guy cook? Just tell him to pack his bags and get out of the kitchen. Every other person seems to have done well on this eye candy, and I am so sorry it was ruined like that. Damn, they, that, I love that review. That is an amazing slam and just right, right on the money. Um, you know what? One more because I enjoy these one out of tens. Titled Absolute Trash. Absolute Trash. I just wanted my time, in, time, energy, and data streaming. Uh, I'm going to start that one over because I... <laughs> absolute trash. I just wanted my time, energy, and data streaming this nonsense. The actors are so low and can't act. The shooting is trash annoying. The fight scenes are so mediocre annoying. I don't know where to start from that's really going to... Tra going on trash movies all over these days except movies like Extraction. I just feel movies ended with John Wick 4. This movie lacked everything. The action and actors and dialogues are simple trash. I couldn't bear it. I just had to suffer till the end. That was finally the end of that one sentence. No commas, no nothing. I read it how it was. And he finishes, Netflix shouldn't make films anymore. They better just be a medium and not produce that something else I wasted to add. Fuck, I think this person was drunk. I think this guy drank a lot during the movie. He's like, I'm going to go write a review and it's going to be a non-coherent blah, 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 blah. So I guess a question I do have. So if you're doing like a Netflix or any kind of streaming service movie, is it not focus grouped? Because I feel like if this was focus grouped, they'd have had some notes to change some stuff. But I feel like because it's a streaming service, they're able to bypass that because basically it's funded. Like, I don't know if you're looking for how much money back. But if you're looking for viewership, like, I feel like if you just put out trash upon trash, like, your viewership's going to start tanking. And the way to solve that is to have people like really oversee this and be like listen we gotta we gotta do something different or this isn't working or this is too close to this other movie and it, whatever like 
I don't even know what you'd call that in the movie industry, but somebody who's just like, hey, is that a producer's job? Because holy shit, he needs new producers and somebody who can sit Zach down and be like, listen, bud, this is take three of this this scene and it is clunky as fuck. The writing's terrible. Can we not spend a day to rewrite this? To re, like, we got to figure something else out. I just, whoever he has surrounded himself with, like, I feel like are almost yes men and they're just like, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. And then it comes out to be a pile of shit and nobody's like, oh yeah, well. And if, if it's true that he has said there's a director's cut out there, the audacity. You can do that once and you did that with Batman v Superman because I don't think you got to finish that movie because of personal issues and whatnots and 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 the production and all, whatever whatever it was. But to come out again and be like, oh no, this movie that is now streaming on Netflix, it's okay. My best work though of this movie is my own personal stash, and maybe one day you'll see it. I don't care anymore. I didn't care about Batman v Superman. Four hours that movie was. If you're telling me he's got a cut of Rebel Moon that's, oh God, pushing four hours, dude, I I don't know how you have fans of any kind anymore because that is just ridiculous. Fucking make the movie you want, and if Netflix isn't going to let you do it, then you better start your own production company so that you can. And then the whole world can see Zack Snyder's full vision of whatever movie you want to put out. And then there's none of this. Yeah, now that the re- reviews are at and you guys say it sucks, I I actually have a better version of this. It's just you, I don't, maybe it'll see the light of day. I don't know. No, make us your best version now. What game are you playing with? Oh, there's always a better version. No, make us the better version. Otherwise, I, dude, I'm going to have to do the stance I had with DC is. I cannot watch a DC movie in the theater anymore. I'm not giving you my money. I've been burned. Zack Snyder, you've burned me. Netflix, you've burned me. And I don't know how much longer I'd be like, oh, a Zack Snyder film? Yeah, of course I'll watch it at streaming. I don't know. Morbid curiosity might get the better of me. I don't know. But shut up. Start making the movies you want to make instead of saying, well, there's a better version. Just make it. Please just make it. Rebel Moon... If you're just super curious and you keep waiting for like the porn parody to show up, this is the movie for you. If you're into the ripoffs and you want to be like, if you're one of those movie watchers, you're like, I want to see what movies I can identify or in this scene that are being ripped off. This is for you. Go ahead and make a list. If you're not into that kind of stuff, don't watch this movie. It is really, 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 really not worth your time. You've seen everything this movie has to offer in some original film that's based off of, and then it's rip-off movies. This movie should not exist. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Sorry, a little bit of a rant there. Movie rewrite. We'll see you next time. Bye. Shows that paid you working for the mother world. I don't like bounty hunters. I didn't ask. And to be clear, I don't like bounty hunters either. So you're a gun for hire? No, that's not my thing. I'm more of an opportunist, you might say. 
A real hero, huh? Wait! Look, I heard you in there, trying to get to Pollock's. I could help you. Oh, I understand we're just simple farmers. 